the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The International Planned Parenthood Federation, so that's Planned Parenthood, okay, it's the international arm of Planned Parenthood, allegedly hired prostitutes for their staff members, their donors, and their guests at official functions, according to a report by the Daily Mail, and this is the interesting part, that has received little attention by the rest of the media. Why would Planned Parenthood hiring prostitutes for their donors and their staff not get reported in the fake news industrial complex? Perhaps somebody who can help us answer that question is our current guest in studio, and we love having guests in studio, and that's Evan Sayet. Follow him on Twitter, E-V-A-N-S-A-Y-E-T. He is one of those rare things. Is one of those. It's like a, a bison in the plane. It's rare. A conservative comedian who's actually still doing what he's doing and getting away with it. Evan, welcome to America First. Thanks, Seb. You know, it, it wouldn't be so rare if there were more opportunities for us to work. You know, I mean, it, it feeds off itself. If you can't be seen, then you can't be a professional comedian. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. When you, when, you don't, when you don't have a platform at where to deliver, then it's hard to be a comedian. But why is that? We'll get to that in a moment. First, let's talk about your latest book, Apocalypse Now. Uh, what is this about, and who is it for, Evan Syed? Well, it's a faux children's book that's uh, illustrated by the incredible editorial cartoonist A.F. Bronco. And it's for both children. It's perfect for children. It's needed by children. But it's also perfect for adults because it's political satire. And I'm so thrilled since last we spoke, the book dropped. And for the first three weeks it was out, it was the number one new release in all of America in two categories – the political humor category, wow, as well as the children's environmental category. So it's accomplished exactly <laughs> what you wanted. Exactly. All right. So you you've um, recited from memory the opening parts of it twice on the show already. First on CPAC, and then when we hand you on the phone last time. Uh, it, it's very amusing, but just in prose, just talk to us. What are the the past fear mongering? Because it's easy for us, even people of our age, to forget. This climate obsession, this isn't new, Evan, is it? Oh, not, not in the slightest. It's, it goes all the way back to the beginning of what I call the modern liberal era. Oh, and, and what's funny about it is how many times they absolutely contradict themselves, 180 degrees. So if you'll remember, it started out with global freezing, global cooling. Yeah, the new, the new ice age. The new ice age. The ice age was coming. And that wasn't even that long ago. That was what, the 60s? And not only 70s, and, and not only that, it was the same scientists. <laughs> it was the same consensus. All right. So no, So before they found global warming, it was consensus on a new ice age. That, that, is, that is correct. And when that failed okay. to happen, suddenly they threatened us with everything from acid rain. Well, hang on. Let's go back first. Because first, 
it was um, the Malthusians. Right. right. Well, was, well, of course. Uh, it was overpopulation. That we're going to run out of food. We're all going to die. Well, one, one of the themes in my earlier book, in my, my, my more serious work, is that the modern liberal is not only always wrong, he's 180 degrees from right. <laughs> And so we but, were but, but has utter certitude in uh, how wrong he is. And every time, every time, they, they don't learn from anything in the past. So the idea was that we were going to outstrip our resources. We were, going to, we were going to starve to death. Now the reality is the problem is we're obese. <laughs> okay, so let, let, let's map it just for those who filed it somewhere else who forgot. So first it was the Malthusians, overpopulation. We're all going to starve to death. Then comes late 60s, early 70s. The next Ice Age apocalypse is coming. Then it shifts to what, Evan? Well, after that, it's, it, there's a hole in the ozone that, that the, the, it's not going to block the rays from the sun. Right. And we're, and, and we're our all going to die. Is, we're all going to burn to death. Right. All right. And after the that. UV, the UV rays. The UV not, rays. Not the, ice, not the icebergs, not the glaciers. It's the UV rays. Right. And after that, it, it was acid rain. Acid rain, yes. All right. So now we've got the environmental threats. But then there are also the animal threats. There's, there's going to be three kinds of things that are going to destroy us. There's going to be the environment. There's going to be vegetation and animals. And eventually it's going to be technology. All right. So after acid rain and, and the hole in the ozone, then the animals came to get us. There were killer bees. There was mad cow. There was swine, swine flu, flu. Avian flu. Avian flu. Uh, okay. So now the animals failed to get us. And so now it was, then it was technology. It was Y2K. Oh, my gosh. Can, can we just remember Y2K for a second? Because that's not exactly historically a long time ago. And we were told because our VCRs didn't have an extra zero for the year 2000, that every ATM in America would melt down, the, the whole national grid, everything would come to a screeching halt, and it would be a disaster. We'd be back in some kind of pre-Luddite uh, Neanderthal age, none of which occurred. Right. I mean, airplanes were going to fall out of the sky. <laughs> yes. Remember that one? Airplanes yes. were going to fall out of the sky. And now, of course, the new one is, is AI. You know, artificial right. intelligence oh, yes. is, is going to be the end of mankind. And there's a reason for this. Look, when, when you are trying to fool people, I, I started out when I was a little kid as a magician. You know, I did kids parties and, and I learned to, to do the patter, which is where I got my comedic skills. And, when, and misdirection is the key to fooling people. Right. And, and what's a bigger misdirect than the world is coming to an end? But you'd think that after 40, 60 years of this... We just say, shut up, guys. We, we, you, know, you, you cry wolf 12 times, you had enough. We by are, the way, the, the, the wolves are dying. <laughs> and, oh, sorry, and the wolves are dying, of course. Don't forget, no, first it was the polar bears, now it's the wolves. Donald Trump has experience with incidents such as the one we're witnessing in New York. October 1989, a helicopter crashed, killing five on board three of whom were senior executives of the Trump organization. Um, and apparently, Evan, you said that as, Donald as I, was supposed to be on the helicopter. As I understand it, Donald Trump was supposed to be on the helicopter. He waited behind for a meeting with, of all people, Roger Stone. Wow. And, and fortunately, and, and Stone says in, in, in one of his books that that was the moment he knew that Trump was put on this earth to, to be something bigger, but that's the way that Roger Stone talks. Yes, that is. I'm not sure I'll take my theological indicators from Roger Stone. But anyway, uh, we are back with Evan Sayat. He is the author of the new book, Apocalypse Now. But more important, as far as I'm concerned, is his prior work, The Kindergarten of Eden, How the Modern Liberal Thinks. A very, very eye-opening book. But you've got already, I mean, you are a man in motion. You're already in the break, telling me about your next book, 
But what is this thesis of the next book that you're working well, on? Well, it, 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 it's called Countering Culture, right? The counterculture of the 60s. Countering Culture, the left's war against all that is human. And, and basically, it takes us from the reality that this is the 60s revolution that has morphed into, they went on this long march through the institutions, when the revolution, and they, it's portrayed in the leftist media as peace and love and understanding, when in fact they were, they were radicals, they were violent, they were terrorists, they killed people, they kidnapped people. Look at William Ayers and uh, Bernadine Dorn. And when they failed to attract a following, uh, they they went on this long march to the institutions. They took over the schools. They took over the universities. The let's call it the the ministries of indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Let's call it the ministries of propaganda, news, and and entertainment. Now the ministries of communications, and they began to produce revolutionaries. They couldn't find people in the sixties who hated America enough to overthrow the government, even when people had righteous grievances. One of my favorite stories is back then, Muhammad Ali who had righteous grievances as a black man who grew up in Kentucky. Uh, he didn't face microaggressions. He faced real aggressions. They weren't dog whistles. They were actually hounding, houndings. He went over to train in Africa for a fight yes. in Africa, and he spent a month over there. And when he came back, they said to Muhammad, Muhammad, how'd you, what'd you think of Africa? And he said, quote, thank God my granddaddy got on that boat. Wow. So when the revolutionaries couldn't find because this is this is important because we have to remember they tried the the days of rage in Chicago, the the weatherman taking over the SDS, the violence they used didn't trigger that Maoist uprising they expected across America. So what happened? You're absolutely right. They became tenured professors in universities in Chicago. We surrendered. People ask me, how did we get where we are today? Dude, look in the mirror. The conservatives ceded the territory, the media, right. the arts, education. That's how you have 52% of millennials today say they would prefer to live in a socialist or communist country. In the last two minutes we have left, Evan, what is the key comparison that you're making in your next work? Well, well yes, sir. I'm sorry. Cer- no. Certainly, it's it's part of that whole big picture. Yes. But I'm coming out with, it's bigger than an article, not quite a broadside yet, but it's it's arguing that today's Democratic Party, the left in America today, is absolutely no different, except perhaps in method, than, than Hitler was. All right, Nobody's going to disagree that Hitler and the Democrats today are socialists. Now, what the left says is, well, he was the wrong kind of socialist. He was a national socialist. We're democratic socialists. But their argument is, if we can only recreate Hitler's socialist programs, but take away his nationalism, we can finally have the utopia that the left has been promising from from its inception. The problem is Hitler was not a nationalist. The national and national socialist doesn't make him a nationalist any more than the national and national basketball association makes LeBron James a Nazi. Right. All right. So he was actually the opposite of a nationalist. He was a globalist. He wanted to take over the world. He wanted no borders. And he wanted a global regime he wanted that a, was defined by ideology. And, Doesn't that sound familiar? And, and a socialist ideology. And it's not a coincidence that the first thing that Hitler did in his, in his efforts to take over the world was to obliterate the borders and create a unified Europe. Yes. It's not a coincidence that today's left had the first thing they did was create a European Union, nor is it a coincidence that the people who stood up to Hitler and the people who stood up to, to the socialists today were the nationalists, the people who want sovereignty this, th- for their nations. This is crucial. And when you find out that Hillary Clinton during the presidential campaign is giving speeches to bankers where she talks about a borderless hemisphere, a world without nations, you understand that it is nationalism, the nation-state that in 1945 destroyed 
the Third Reich, destroyed the imperialism of the Japanese regime. We have been talking to Evan Syatt. His new book is Apocalypse Now. Follow him on Twitter. You won't regret it. Evan Syatt, E-V-A-N-S-A-Y-E-T. And his first book, The Kindergarten of Eden, How the Modern Liberal Thinks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.